Welcome to the Stork Storytime Podcast at the North Liberty Community Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, this podcast is for you. Just as it's never too late to develop a love of reading, it's never too early either. Hello, my name is Jennifer Jordabrek and I'm the Assistant Director at the North Liberty Community Library. Hello, I am Emily O'Sheridan Tabor and I am the Family Services Librarian at the North Liberty Community Library. And today we'd like to welcome our guest speakers, Kim Taylor and Nicole McGlynn. Kim is a nurse and Nicole is a social worker specialist, both at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics. So welcome to our podcast, Kim and Nicole. Before we talk about the Beyond the Bump, uh, Kim, can you tell us a little bit about your job at the University of Iowa Hospital and Clinics? Certainly, yes. I've been here at the university for eight years. My background is in nursing and I have, this will be 20 years for me actually, and the past 16 have been in obstetrics in some form or another. I currently coordinate the childbirth education program program here at the university and also co-facilitate the Beyond the Bump group. Wow, that's awesome. 20 years. Way to go. Thanks. <laughs> and Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I've also been at the university for eight years. I'm the clinic social worker for women's health and high-risk OB um, at the university. That's awesome. Great. So we do <clears throat> two different types of themes for our podcasts. One type is where we talk with local experts about a specific early literacy skill and how children learn those skills. We share a few tips for new and expecting parents so they'll feel more confident in their role as their child's first teacher. The other type of podcast is where we discuss more general topics of interest to new and expecting parents. And today we're going to find out about what type of supports out there for new families, specifically new moms. So we're here today to talk to Kim and Nicole about their program, Beyond the Bump. Kim, can you tell us a little bit about what Beyond the Bump is and what your role is within it? So Beyond the Bump is an inclusive group for new moms. No no specific need as far as diagnosis, um, feeding preference for their babies, just a way for new moms to get out of the house, network with other new moms. And the way we we formed this support group was uh, meeting with our managerial staff and talking about con common concerns that are throughout the um, community. And with their support, we were able to move forward with implementation of the group. We have been graciously given a, a meeting room from Hy-Vee at the waterfront area, and we meet in their, their back room, uh, the community room and it's just an open space and it's just a very informal group but a, a very important one. That's awesome. I love um, how you pointed out that it was specifically inclusive for all moms. Mm -hmm. uh, Nicole, can you talk a little bit about your role and anything else you wanted to add um, to what Kim said about the group? So I also co-facilitate the group as a social worker. Um, I think we wanted to just uh, have a group where moms could come, they can support each other, make connections, validate each other, um, empower each other. And a big one is to decrease isolation after mm -hmm. um, moms give birth. Um, a lot of times their spouses are back at work and they just feel really alone during the day. So that was one of our um, goals as well. Um, one of the impacts that we have seen throughout this since starting back in November of 2015 is our moms that have come are connecting with each other outside of the group. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a lot of the same moms that keep coming. So that's that's, awesome. that's important that um, we have made that connection with them and they've made connections with others. Yeah, absolutely. They're really building their support outside of the group on their own individually as well mm -hmm. as inside. That's yeah. really cool. 
And then just to tail onto that as well for the impact that we're seeing with the moms, we've had individual messages and emails about really enjoying the different options that we offer. There are times where we offer just a, a very informal laid back lunch where they can come and talk about common concerns over the past uh, couple of weeks since we've met last. And there are other times where we have a more structured option and we'll either do a craft or we'll have a specific topic that we discuss or guest speakers that come in. So we really do try to listen to the needs of the group and then just be the resources for the group to connect with other people within the university's community to help them find expertise efficiently. Yeah. As as the, the university is a, a great place to get a lot of information, sometimes it can be overwhelming yes. when it's not laid out in front of you in, in terms of who do you contact for teething issues, who do you contact for this, who do you contact for that. And so Nicole and I really try hard to make sure that we're helpful to the group as much as they would like. And other times they really are just there to get out of the house and uh, give themselves a need to get showered, get going, yes. and, um, and help their baby interact <laughs> yeah. with, with other um, babies. We've gotten some feedback from the providers as well that they're getting input during the patient's six-week appointment follow-up from birth that the, the group is beneficial oh, and that great. they're really enjoying the time that they spend in the meetings that we offer because the providers are um, very much engaged with the medical portion as far as the social component and the emotional component of recovery from birth that does need to take place outside of the medical appointment and they're Mm -hmm. graciously um, supporting our group and then we hope to follow up with the meeting the needs of the patient um, and and treating the whole person yeah okay how often do you guys meet how often does beyond the bump meet we meet every other Thursday at the Waterfront High V in Iowa City at the club room. We also offer a free lunch, and I think that's important yes. as well. To yes. when people have food, they tend to talk yeah. more and they interact. And like Kim was saying, it's just a way for them to get out of the house mm-hmm. after they've had a baby and and look forward to something every other week. And not only free, but uh, free of responsibility of the mom of mom making lunch. So mm-hmm. it's you exactly. don't you don't have to do it. You mm-hmm. can go somewhere and have someone do something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you decide about your topics and how you're going to run the meeting, whether it's going to be a structured um, event or if it's going to be informal, do you take uh, feedback from participants mm-hmm. or how do you decide how that goes? A little bit of both. I think Kim and I have come up with some ideas, but then also the moms have said, I want some literature on teething, or I would like some literature on picking a a daycare provider. Mm -hmm. So we try to provide um, topics, you know, information on those topics as well for them to take home. Um, But yeah, we really try to make it um, patient-centered and mom-centered. That's great. So now, Kim, um, I'm thinking of our new moms out there and maybe some questions they might have. Are children able to come with them or is this just for the moms? Absolutely. Children are able. So if there's a a toddler sibling, they are welcome to come and typically are the highlight of the meeting. Mm -hmm. And and the mom is able to have the support from her peers, but also offer support out to the other mothers if that particular mom has been through the scenario already once or twice. And and it's just nice, again, for her to come and not have that pressure of um, getting lunch ready and, and rushing around. So we've tried to offer it during a 
time that it's a little bit more laid back as opposed to trying to get out of the house and have everyone ready at, you know, 9 a.m. for a breakfast right. meeting yes. or, or um, you know, for if they have a toddler at home, we try to finish up before nap time so that they can get the toddler home and keep that schedule that we know is so very important. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we're just really trying to be resources to new moms and, um, and offer a very inclusive and supportive environment. Nicole had mentioned uh, maybe they are looking at information about choosing a daycare or they have specific questions and we do certainly try to tailor the information at the next meeting to the questions that were posed at the previous meeting. However, one of the things that's been um, very eye-opening for me is that the women come into the group and regardless of their decisions to become a stay-at-home mom or to return to work or, again, the feeding choice and some of the other more controversial topics, I've just really enjoyed the moms forming those really strong relationships and supporting each other through the decisions that they're making and to say, oh, you're going to go back to work and here's my concern about if I were to have to go back mm-hmm. to work. And it's mm-hmm. it's so non-judgmental and mm-hmm. it's so relaxed. And it's just such a breath of fresh air as opposed to what you might see from time to time on social media or sure. in, in mm-hmm. um and other less than positive interactions. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, it just has, has been a, a breath of fresh air. It's just been really nice. I love that idea of building support. And, you know, the library has a lot of resources to add to that as well. Um, when new moms first have their baby, we have a baby story time that they can bring their baby to. And we're very um, lax on ages as well. So if they have an older sibling who wants to come, we definitely encourage that and they can bring them. And we've had um, kind of, we're not really calling it a renovation, but a facelift of our kids department, um, our children's area. We've added some activity centers that go from, the baby is not quite in yet, but we're, we're working on that. So we've gotten baby, toddler, and then um, preschool age. So if you have a littler one, you can kind of come and let um, your older kids play. And then you can also uh, Network with other moms as well to and I really hit home what you were saying about the non-judgmental space and I think that it is really offered in the library as well because it's a place where you can go and libraries in general stand for um, freedom of ideas and um, freedom of discussion and so you can go into a library and you can make friends that you know are going to support you and then you also have a safe place for your kids and a safe place for your kids to make friends. And then of course we have um, our collection of books, which we've got board books for the little babies that they can get their hands on, which are a little bit tougher and then they can learn how to treat um, the bigger books and uh, older the books that older siblings may have as well. Our baby story time is Tuesdays at 10 a.m., although I think in January we are going to be changing it to 10.30. So please watch Facebook and our website for that time change as well. And I think you guys are doing a wonderful job at your um, library as well because we have some moms that are coming to your story time. Oh, that's So awesome. this is a great way to connect that with them as well. That's mm-hmm. great. That's really nice to hear. Uh, now, Kim, do they have to RSVP if they want to come, or is it kind of drop in, or if they, um, how how do you handle that process? Right now, we handle the process uh, in in the manner of registration. Mm-hmm. However, we're certainly not going to turn anyone away if they didn't have an opportunity. Maybe their baby was a little fussier that week, and uh, we we kind of joke around a little bit about a particular reference, and and we talk about the storm weeks, which are a little <laughs> bit rougher, and maybe they just didn't get to it. So sure. again, we're welcoming. Uh, it does help us provide if we are doing a specific activity. It does help us provide 
all of the appropriate resources and the appropriate number of those resources. But um, we usually have things aligned so that we can make it work. But okay. yeah, we, okay, we do encourage registration. So if they haven't registered, they can still feel free to come that morning if yes. stars have aligned and, and babies <laughs> have doing cooperated. Well. Exactly, yes. They great, can. great. And That's as great. Emily mentioned, um, with the collections that we have at our library and all um, libraries as well, um, we have uh, collections for the adults. And we have, I was kind of taking a look to see what we had. And in our parenting section, we have a variety of books for new and expecting moms as well. Um, and there were a couple that just kind of caught my eye on um, um, one was title is I was a really good mom before I had kids, <laughs> so I kind of chuckled and browsed through that. It's and the new what to expect when you're expecting, <laughs> <laughs> and we do have that title as well. And then there's another one called Secrets of the Baby Whisperer, so that really kind of helped me. Um, I, I associated that with your Beyond the Bump group mm-hmm. because I, you know, just kind of feel that it's getting moms together and mm-hmm. supporting, helping each other out, and. Um, I just thought that was really neat to mention that, um, you know, that partners with your um, our collection as well, what you guys are offering for the community. And you have someone that you can rely on that has expertise in the field. And when I know when I was a mom, when I was a new mom, sorry, I'm still a mom, uh, I would think if I had to contact the hospital or if I had to contact my doctor, then it was maybe something was wrong. And so this is a really great place where even if nothing's wrong, then you still have someone you can talk to about teething or -hmm. someone who has expertise about, um, you know, when you should feed your baby cereal and and those kind of things. So that's great. Even though there's nothing physically wrong, then, but you still have that medical, um, uh, resource that you can use. Mm -hmm. And it's just a way to normalize some of these, um, milestones, the teething, the feeding, going to cereal, um, if, if moms can kind of give each other tips on what worked for them or what hasn't, yes. that's also another um, goal of our group as well. Nicole, do you, um, can you share with our listeners, like, how many moms does this affect, like, um, kind of the, I've heard of baby blues and just kind of how moms are feeling both either before mm-hmm. or at, during and after, you know, is this mm-hmm. um, a common um, concern or um, things that most moms go through? Um, It's estimated that one in seven moms will go through postpartum depression or the baby blues. That's significant. Mm -hmm. So if we can try to have an outlet for them where it may, you know, we may not have one in seven that would suffer from that. So it is real. It's a real problem. Um, And, you know, the isolation, I think, is the big thing. Moms not knowing who they can turn to. Um, you know, when they feel blue and maybe mm-hmm. they don't want to go to their doctor or their provider. They m- would much rather talk to a, a peer. Yeah. So that's another reason why this group is so crucial. And for the non-judgmental either, it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's not a failure in yourself. So mm-hmm. having people there that have gone through the same mm-hmm. thing and are still, you know, good parents and good moms and try and the best they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I. I know. Um, I was working before I had my children, and then I decided to stay at home. So that, in addition to not only going through that life event of having a child, but you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. who you are again. Then right. you know, in addition to being a mom now, and that would have been a valuable resource for me to try to get out of the house a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, you know, that would have been something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I imagine quite a few moms that you know was kind of you know, mark that on their calendar and get out there and um, mm-hmm. know that they're not going to be judged or, you know, right. it's okay if they haven't showered or that, you know, <laughs> exactly. if they bring their crying We don't baby. care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Well, one of the moms <laughs> asked what she needed to bring one time as a new participant, and I oh. said, just make sure that you come as comfortably as you would be in your living room, including if you haven't showered, if you have yes. spit up on your shirt. Yes. Uh, we are okay with all of that oh, because awesome. we just want them to mm-hmm. have something to look forward to and to get out and to not only uh, share the strategies that are working well and the things that are going well, but also to talk about the rough spots and to right. help normalize some of those things because sometimes when you're isolated and you feel that you're the only one going through it, it does make the mm-hmm. symptoms worse. And so in, in a lot of respects, we're working not specifically toward prevention of postpartum depression, but just to help ease some symptoms and right. to talk about the importance of nutrition. And that's why we have lunch and to yeah, talk about sure. self-care and to talk about that it is important that you find your new self. Mm-hmm. However, there are some basics that can be addressed that can contribute to overall positive mental right. health. And right. we do try to plug that here and there throughout mm-hmm. the meetings. Nicole does a great job about just coming up with questions that we can talk about around the group that help normalize different experiences and to help figure out what people are looking forward to and, and what people anticipate to be their next bump in the road and sure. how to be proactive in planning around that. Right. This sounds wonderful. Um, This support group that's specifically targeted at new moms after baby's arrival. Um, I imagine there's also some additional support services available to those moms and families that are still in the expecting stage. Um, And could you speak for a moment if, you know, we have expecting moms out there who might need some support um, or some information before they get to be on the bump? Absolutely. Yeah, we we have um, a, a very active childbirth education program here at the university, and we welcome all all families to participate in four major classes that we offer and then we also offer some individualized attention specific to certain aspects of pregnancy should those arise and those um, could come through the the family's um, obstetric provider or midwife and I usually get those referrals. So one of the the big classes that a lot of families are interested in is the childbirth education class which just talks about common medical interventions during labor and delivery as well as the recovery period and some ways to manage labor discomforts, etc. So it's a it's a pretty um, vague, um, not vague, it's a pretty um, broad, broad mm-hmm. thanks, class where we cover lots of different topics so that families have lots of tools to choose from and then they get to choose the ones that seem to be most beneficial to them. We have a breastfeeding class as well as an infant safety and CPR class. Oh, the nice. focus group of that area is up to age one and currently the families that participate in that class get a mannequin to take home so that they can actually oh, train wow. anyone coming into their home how to do CPR. Cool. And it Great comes with a, the mannequin and a DVD. And that's through the American Heart Association's Infant Anytime class. And then we also offer a caring for the newborn class so that we can help families network. And maybe they're the, the first of their peer group to have children. And they're just not really sure who to ask questions or how to get together. And actually, some of the moms that come to the Beyond the Bump group either met myself in one of the classes that they took here mm-hmm. at the university. So they see a familiar face. Or maybe they see a familiar peer that. Right. they took a class with and then they're uh, coming to the beyond the bump group together Bring so them along. yeah exactly yeah. so we're open to uh, having families in in all of those classes and they can register just by going to uihc.org dash childbirth education 
childbirth and parenting education, excuse me. And then for our support group, our Beyond the Bump group, they can go to uihc.org slash support dash groups slash beyond slash bump. So um, if you have any, any questions or concerns, you can certainly just reach out to the main operator at the university and ask to speak to either Kim Taylor in nursing or Nicole McGlynn in social work, and we'd be happy to send a direct link so that the families can register for either of those offerings. Great. Right. And, of course, um, you probably mentioned, I think, if they had questions, they could start with their doctor Absolutely. At, at their appointment as well, mm-hmm. and they could help guide them to what would be appropriate for them. Right, exactly. I think just navigating efficiently is is one of the things that families need the most. It, yes. Everyone's time is limited, and we want to get people to the right areas as efficiently as possible mm-hmm. so that we're respectful of their time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, so we've been talking about this wonderful new support group called Beyond the Bump. It's been going for about a year now, um, and sounds like it's been having some terrific results out there. Um, and we just wanted to share with our listeners as well that at the library, um, beginning in 2017, we're going to be rolling out the next program within our Room Literacy Initiative, and it's called Read to the Bump. Um, we're going to be partnering, partnering with our local North Liberty Food Pantry, and when any expecting mom visits the pantry, they will be able to receive a free board book and some early literacy information so they can start getting into that habit into that daily reading routine before their child arrives Um, so it'll be easier to continue that pick it up or continue it after the baby arrives so that is a totally free program Um, we're starting it at our pantry and hope to um, move that out and expand to shelters in the the area as well as our funding permits so if you are expecting um, go ahead and you can look for that coming up here at the new year and along with that um, the rolling out of this program the read to the bump in uh, January of 2017. We're also going to be rolling out a thousand books before kindergarten, which is a early literacy program targeted at uh, kiddos zero to five. So it pretty much just encourages families to read um, 1,000 books before their child goes to kindergarten at five. And a good place to start with that is when your baby is born. Um, You can get more information about that at the North Liberty Community Library's website. And um, there'll be details forthcoming in our new spring brochure. And Nicole, is there anything you want to share with our listeners about any new or upcoming programs or events that they might be interested in? So our next meeting, our next time that we'll be gathering is December 15th. And actually, we're going to have um, a dietitian from Hy-Vee talk about making baby food. So that'll be a little demonstration along with our support group. Um, I think there's a lot of moms that are interested in that topic. So that was one of them that we decided to bring to them. And then we'll have a holiday break. And then our next meeting in January is January 12th. So we just encourage people to come, um, sign up if you can. But if you don't, you are more than welcome to come as well. So with the dietitian, will she be actually showing people how to make baby food? Yes, oh, she will. Great. So hopefully, like maybe some of them, will, little babies can have samples. Yeah, <laughs> they get if they're old too. enough. <laughs> That's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, we're very fortunate to be working with Hy-Vee. They've been very accommodating with the room and you know just the overall um, support of our group. They are really just a great mm-hmm. um, company in this community. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. 
So Emily and I were talking, um, we've done a few podcasts so far, and something new going forward we'd like to start doing is, since we're calling this our Stork Storytime podcast, <laughs> we thought it'd be appropriate to ask each of our guest speakers what their favorite storytime memory is, perhaps from when you were a child, when you were being read to, or um, more recent, if you're a parent and um, are reading to your children, um, it can be a favorite book you've either always wanted to be read to over and over, or one that you're child is repeating, um, repeatedly asking to read to you. So, um, Kim, could you share with um, our listeners what your favorite storytime memory or book is? Absolutely. Both of our boys, uh, who are now uh, age 16 and 10, they both Aww. absolutely <laughs> loved The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, that's and a great one. It's really mm-hmm. super cute and some of the sweetest memories I have of them, um, especially in their toddler years. But it's also remarkable about how, how much of a parallel there can be with growing boys and that book, The Very yes. Hungry Caterpillar, because I feel like we're just constantly going to the grocery store. So, yeah. But it's fun. It, it was That was one of our favorites. That's neat. Nicole, did you want to share a favorite memory or book? Well, I can never forget a time when my parents would read to me, so I knew it was very important to read to our daughters. We have a three- and one-year-old, and our three-year-old does not let us get past getting ready for bed without books, which is really cool. That's um, awesome. Great. She, she has a number of books she wants to have read to each night, um, and one of them is Always Good Night Moon. So that, and our one-year-old has has decided that is one of her favorites as well. That's great. Classic. That's great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yes, thank you. Um, So in summary, today we talked with Nicole McGlynn and Kim Taylor of the Beyond the Bump program at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinic. It is a support group that meets every other Thursday um, at the Waterfront Hy-Vee in Iowa City in the club room from 11 to 1 p.m. This is open to all new moms. Uh, They can come and network with other moms and also get information on a variety of different subjects. Sometimes the meetings are structured with a guest speaker and sometimes they are very just informal. There is a free lunch and um, toddlers and other siblings are welcome to come. Pre-registration is encouraged but not required. And thank you so much, Kim and Nicole, for taking some time today to speak with us about what you do here, both at the university and with your work with Beyond the Bump. Um, That's a a great group that I know is is doing wonders for our moms out there. Thank you so much for for having us on this podcast. And it sounds like you guys are also doing a lot with literacy and reading to children and having that uh, tradition started with moms and kids. Thanks. Thank Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys for having us, for reaching out to us for this project. And I just want to reemphasize the fact that the more we continue to work together, the stronger we can form bonds in the community and we can continue to refer moms to different places and just be um, more knowledgeable as a whole. And I I think it's going to be very beneficial for all of the families that we come into contact with, whether it be at the hospital or at the library. Yes, I agree. We agree too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.